Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, November 4th. This is being recorded as of 5.13 a.m. Eastern. So just be aware that what I'm about to say is subject to change, given that there's still a lot of fluidity with the U.S. election. Um, so price action overnight has been extraordinarily volatile. Um, you know, I think you're seeing a mild bid in the S&P futures. More notable is you are seeing a very large bid in NASDAQ futures. So NASDAQ futures are up about 2.5%. Um, and you are seeing a large bid in treasuries as well. And I think that reflects in part the fact that it looks pretty safe to say that you're not going to see a blue wave, meaning that the Republicans look like they will keep majority in the Senate. They will still lose some seats, it seems, um, but they will keep their majority in the Senate. And I think you're seeing um, a reversion for the time being back to kind of growth momentum um, away a little bit from um, you know your, your cyclical value stocks, which had been acting very well for the last few sessions. We'll see if this continues, um, but that seems to be the bias this morning thus far. So just kind of running through the election based on, again, this is based on as of 5.13 a.m. Wednesday morning. Um, I would still say that Biden is a front runner, certainly not nearly as strong as he looked about 24 hours ago. Um, Trump outperformed the polls again, Republicans in general outperform the polls. Um, it, lo- it still looks like Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, that blue wall, those three blue wall states that Trump broke through in 2016, those will, de- those will decide who becomes the next president. None of them have been called as of yet. Um, although you did see a very important development occur just in the last 10 minutes, Wisconsin had been looking very dicey for Biden up until about 10 minutes ago, where you had another dump of some of the absentee ballots that had been counted. Biden was pushed into the lead in Wisconsin, which would be very important because Biden, it looks like he will be stealing Arizona from Trump. Trump won Arizona in 2016. It looks like Biden will win that state. Um, Fox and AP have called Arizona, not the other organizations have not, although it looks like Arizona will be heading into Biden's camp. Um, So picking up Arizona, it looks like Biden also will pick up a single electoral college vote in Nebraska. And then if he can retain, if he can win back Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, um, that will be a clear path to victory. Um, Arizona certainly gives him some more flexibility with those Midwest, with um, with that blue, the blue wall states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. So we'll have to see how it all unfolds. I think as of right now, again, um, that Biden is still the front runner. He looks like he is on track uh, to win this. But again, it's still very, very fluid. Pennsylvania is still, I think, going to be the single most important state. It has been looking that way now for for several weeks. Um, and Pennsylvania also has said that they, you know, they envision not being finished counting, um, you know, for a while. Unclear what a while means. They said they won't be done counting everything until Friday, but they can still call the state before they have every single vote counted. Um, so we'll have to just see how all that unfolds. But um, again, Wisconsin just in the last 15 minutes shifted into uh, Biden's camp. And now we're kind of just waiting to see the final call on that along with Michigan and Pennsylvania. Um, Looking at just some of the other states, um, you know, Trump certainly did very well, I think, versus, again, what the polls were suggesting. So he did very, very well in Florida, almost to the point where you, you know, you would be hesitant to consider Florida even a, even a swing state um, or a battleground state, given how well he performed or how poorly Biden performed in Miami-Dade County, which is a key bastion of Democratic support. Um, he did very poorly there. Trump did very well uh, among Hispanic voters in that district, which was key. Um, Trump also kept Ohio. He kept Texas. North Carolina and Georgia have still not been called yet formally. Um, it looks like they are leaning in Trump's favor. 
Um, those are states that he won in 2016. Those have, but again, have not been called uh, formally. If, if Biden were to steal one of them, you know, Georgia perhaps looks maybe a little bit on the margin. Um, that would obviously be very significant for Biden. But it looks like all of those possible states, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, North Carolina, Ohio, Texas, that had been kind of put in the battleground column in the last couple of weeks, um, Trump, Trump kept them. Um, so certainly, and then again, Florida, I think, was the, was the big uh, notable, um, the big notable state for Trump. Uh, just circling back to Congress again, it looks like the Democrats will not take the Senate majority. It looks like McConnell will keep his job. Um, although it looks like they're going to, they're going to shed some net seats. So again, it had been always looking that whoever is going to be in the majority was going to have a very small majority. Um, that looks like it will be the case. Uh, uh, the Democrats will keep the house. That was never really in doubt, although they did not do as well as expected. I think there was an, um, there was some hope that Democrats or the Democrats were hoping that they would expand the majority in the house. Um, that does not look like it will happen. So again, Republicans certainly outperformed the polls, but, um, Based on everything as uh, based on everything as of this moment, um, again, I think Biden is still can still be considered the front runner, but we're still going to have to be waiting. Um, I envision it will be probably not even until after the open where we hear um, you know some more definitive news around, in particular Pennsylvania, but also Michigan. Um, so that is the election. I've written a lot more on it. I will probably have a lot. I will have a lot more to say throughout the day. So check uh, check back on the website and on the emails that I'll be sending around. Um, you know, I think needless to say, regardless of what happens today uh, with the election, that you're still looking at COVID fiscal stimulus, I think, of about a trillion dollars plus. Um, again, even in the prior iteration of uh, the Senate makeup, um, you know, the votes did exist for a bill of about a trillion and a half dollars. It's just a question of what McConnell would allow to come to the floor for a vote. So you still have that issue of what will McConnell allow to come to the floor for a vote. But with the shrunken GOP majority and you have obviously a metastasizing COVID crisis, um, you know, I think regardless of what happens, again, you're still going to have incremental um, COVID fiscal stimulus. You do have monetary policy that is becoming more accommodative um, at the margin. And I think this is kind of a sleeper issue. It's been overshadowed by the election. But um, you know, you have the BOE that's coming up tomorrow. They're very likely to expand their quantitative easing. You had the RBA Monday night come out. Ex- adopted quantitative easing and cut rates. The ECB has all but guaranteed they're going to expand their quantitative easing on December 10th, probably by about half trillion euros. Um, and then the Fed, again, it's a big outstanding, um, it, you know, the Fed still has to clarify some of its asset purchase parameters. Now, the Fed has a meeting uh, tomorrow. It's unlikely they do anything dramatic at that meeting. Um, but you know, they still have to um, give some indications as to how long they're going to continue buying 120 billion dollars worth of assets a month, and then whether or not they could bias those purchases towards the longer end of the curve, um, which would be uh, important. And then probably, you know, most important, you still, you know, we could be just days away from preliminary phase three data on on um, some vaccine candidates. First out of the gate, it's likely to be Pfizer followed by Moderna. So that's also going to be a crucial catalyst as well. So just keep all that in mind um, as we kind of get through a lot of these headlines around the election. Um, and you see, obviously, a lot of volatility in markets pre-open. Um, not a lot of other major macro news to talk about this morning. You did have a few earnings out last night and then a few in Europe this morning. But again, I think the focus is mostly on the election. I have details of everything else in the piece this morning. For the calendar today, again, I think the election will dominate. Um, but you do have some economic numbers, including the ADP jobs report at A15. You have the services ISM at 10 a.m. And then you have a bunch of earnings as well, including after the close, notable ones like Qualcomm and MetLife. Uh, so that is everything 
for today. Like I said, I have a lot more written on the election. I'll be publishing a lot more throughout the day. So keep uh, an eye on the website for, for more information. And thank you everyone for listening.